quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey guys, we're back for another episode of the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here this morning with Hi Michelle. Gemma, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm recovering from a 45 minute tantrum right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was a lot, but we're here. It's And it has to do with what we're talking about. We're going to talk about traveling and Jonah's tantrum this morning was all about just being back in our safe space and away from everybody that we were traveling with. And now he could just like fully let it yeah. out on me. It Why don't you lot. tell me what's going well? Oh, the boys are starting soccer tomorrow. So they have their little shin guards. They've been wearing them around. They're all sweaty under them, but they won't take them off. It's so cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> yeah. What's going well for you? Um, Pia started sixth grade today. And so I guess this is it. I have one middle schooler and one high schooler and I'm feeling like it's all coming to an end, but it's, it's good too. She's like, I was like, do you want me to go on your morning meeting with you? She said, mom, I don't need you to do that with me anymore. Oh, <laughs> she's so big. I know they're getting big, but it's all good. They'll always need you. Let's hope. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about travel. Travel could be really dysregulating for everyone and really unearthing. After I did a couple trips when the kids were really little, I looked at my husband and I was like, why would we go and pay to stay somewhere to be miserable? And he was like, I don't know. Why are we doing this? I just had this desire because I love to travel so much. I just had this desire to like get out of the house and do things and be. And I wanted to be that mom that just picked her kids up and went. But realistically, we would get someplace and then inevitably the baby's in the closet sleeping in a crib and the toddler's in the bed with us and we're not getting any rest and there's noise. And, and I kept thinking to myself, I'm just going to postpone these trips until they're older. And I kind of did to some degree unless I was going like home. But even when they're older, 
traveling can be super unearthing because you're out of your element and you're away from your stuff. And especially for kids like Esme, who's very calculated and organized and whatever, she really depends on her room and her nainu and her sense of security. And when you take that away, I think we don't realize how insecure it can make our kids feel. Yeah. And I think with the little kids, since I just did it, we've been doing it all summer, just driving places. And so I try to bring that stuff. Like I let them go to their bed and I say, pick one blanket, pick one animal. We always bring their pillows. I don't know why, but just bringing their pillows helps. And I try to make the bed that they're going to be sleeping in as close to their home bed as possible. But we also look up the destination before we go and I'll show them pictures and be like, pick your bed. Like, doesn't this look fun? And try to get them excited about a new space, even though it is going to be, I don't even know the word. It's going to like confuse them a little bit. Yeah, it's dysregulating and unearthing and they want to go and they're excited and they're super excited because we're excited. That doesn't negate the fact that it still becomes hard. And I think I was under this impression, like I've created this amazing vacation for us. You guys said you wanted to go. I kept thinking that in my head, like everyone said they wanted to go. And then we get there and there's like so many feelings and upsets and everyone's tired. People aren't eating on their regular schedule. And so it's just, it's kind of a recipe for some disaster, even though the good will definitely outweigh the bad, but you have to expect that there's going to be kids who aren't going to do well. Yeah. And I think I talked about this in a previous episode about how we took the kids to Legoland one year and they literally cried the entire time. But now they talk about it so fondly. They're like, we loved it. It was awesome. And I'm like, did you really? Because I feel like you hated it. But I mean, they had to get the feelings out in the midst of all the fun that we were having. It I was think a that's lot. it. I think it's like, will we somehow believe that just because they're having a hard time that it's not a good time? But that's yeah. just not the case. And I would say what I try to do um, on vacations is maintain daily special time. That has been my mantra through all vacations. Even now when they're this big, I still do daily special time. Like we went to Oregon and Esme and I would get up every morning and we would have tea together and go out in the yard and whatever it was. And it's just like they need to have connection because this is very dysregulating in general and they need even extra connection. And just being with them isn't enough. They do need that one-on-one time every single day. Yes, we did that this trip because Jonah and Caleb were just like at each other. They don't really fight anymore, like on the regular. And they were like hitting and just doing stuff I haven't seen them do in a while. And Dan and I sat down and we were like, you pick one and I'll take the other and we've got to get them away from each other. Let's just go do like a 45 minute special time like somewhere else. And they both came back best friends again. So happy. We're really good the rest of the day. I think that is it too. My kids totally fight on vacation when they're not doing well, when they're depleted, when there's no connection, when they're hungry, when they're hangry, when they're tired, when they're not sleeping well, then they're just like they hate each other. We were lucky Mm -hmm. we got to go to Costa Rica last summer and the girls really wanted to go, but there were a lot of things wrong with that trip. Just like there were a lot of mosquitoes and so everyone got eaten alive and we were in this like eco resort and there were no walls. So there were bugs everywhere. There was a bat in our room. Like it was like, it was, oh my God, it's a little much. And I was like, oh no, this is really fun. Right. But I remember she was really tired and we got into a cab and we were going to eat dinner and she didn't want to go. And she just started pinching her sister 
pinching her in the car. And I literally, instead of saying anything, I just picked up Pia and I put her on the other side of the bench and I sat in the middle of them and I just held Esme's hand the whole time, just held her hand. It was like setting a limit, but it was like setting a limit without saying anything to embarrass her in front of the cab driver. It was setting a limit without being aggressive. It was just like setting a physical limit with my body where I was saying, no, I'm not going to let you pinch her but I'm going to get my body over here and I'm going to try to connect with you. And so I think those really work, those kind of limits where they're kind of physical limits. They can also create a tantrum. They might. And she did have like a mini tantrum when we got out of the cab, but it separated them in a way where I wasn't shaming anyone, where I wasn't like, you stop pitching your sister, you know, and making her feel bad. But I just like physically moved myself in between of them. I mean, it wasn't (laughs) easy. It's like a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old. You have to climb over their bodies. Yeah, take your seatbelt <laughs> off, get over here. Like it wasn't that safe, but it made things a lot better. Yeah, that's yeah. all they need sometimes. Vacation is like very close quarters. There's not a lot of space for anybody to like go have their time and have their feelings. So we have to make it however yeah. we can. So we travel with other families a lot. And I feel like sometimes that can be even harder than traveling alone because you're adding all these other personalities in and more kids for your kids to fight with. (laughs) Or like, you know, stuff happens. People get left out. But I've just found that even with the other kids, if I try to get down on the floor, like Dan's really good at this, especially with other kids. He'll just play wrestle tackle with everybody. Like Even if it's like five kids, he's like, everybody get in, everybody climb on me. And he just like gets everybody connected together. And they do that like once a day. I've seen him do it when we're on trips and it really helps. And then the kids like can go off and play alone. Dan's so smart. I know. He's really good. You got a good one. (laughs) We used to do that too. I used to do that during play dates. Just play with the kids for a few minutes before I like went off on my yeah. mommy talk, you know, and uh, that really helped. And the kids really liked me then that way. And I was like, okay, this is good. Now they'll be endeared to me. And if I ask them to do something, maybe they'll say yes. You know, I'm yes, gaining exactly. some points here. <laughs> Another good thing I learned on that Costa Rica trip was like, we needed downtime because I had all these activities. So I'm going to go to the beach today. We're going to go to zip lining. We're going to, you know, go on a horseback ride. We're going to walk on the beach. And And it was just like every day for a couple of hours, I just said, let's just sit in the hammocks. Let's just go on the beach. And if you want to take an hour on your electronics, okay, great. It just gave them space to be down to where you didn't have to have so many activities because it can be exhausting for kids to do all that stuff. I think it's exhausting for adults too. Like that Dan's a go, go, goer. And I'm like, I must have a moment. Like I have to sit here and be calm. And my kids are the exact same way. They're introverted extroverts, I think, which is what I am. So we really need like the quiet time, but then we love to go do everything too. When we're on trips, I let them pick an activity. Like, what do you want to do today? What sounds really fun? These are some options of what we can do and give them some control over what's happening on their trip. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I say, just be prepared for whining, be prepared for crankiness, be prepared for, you know, hungry and exhausted and all of those things. You can, you know, you can do some things to remedy that, but I think it's just going to happen. Don't let it deter you from traveling or don't let it deter you from believing that they're having a good time or that this is a good vacation. Because I always used to internalize that thinking that was the worst vacation ever. Everyone was tantruming. It's awful, blah, 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 blah. But in actuality, like you said about Legoland, they look at it so fondly. Yeah. Although my kids did say (laughs) we're not going back to Costa Rica. There's too many bugs. 
Oh, well, that's, yeah, that would deter me real fast. <laughs> so, yeah, and that, that's it too, is like thinking, you know, where do they want to go? Because I always have these grand plans to have vacations, but I think you're right. Like they need some input. Yeah. Even at three and five, they have like big opinions. I think they already know what they want to do, where they want to go, who yeah. they want to go what about, with. How do you deal with other parenting styles when you're traveling? I mean, my approach in all of life is I don't really speak unless I'm spoken to, you know, like I don't offer advice unless advice, advice mm-hmm. is solicited from me. But we were on a trip where we, I mean, I always have a vegetable with every meal. So I had broccoli on the table on all four kids plates and the other kids didn't really want to eat it. And the parents were doing the thing, you know, like you have to eat it, you have to finish that. And I just kind of modeled with our kids. I was like, oh, don't you eat that tree on your plate. And then everybody kind of joined in. And then later the other mom and I talked about it and she was like, that was really cool how you did that. Do you have any other stuff? You know, and then we talked about it, but with families that don't allow tantrums, that's really hard yeah. for me. I think I had a client recently who said that they all went on vacation and that they had a, a family that was really authoritarian and very like hard on their kid and that she was letting her, these are older kids, 15 and 16 years old. She was letting her kid bike to the beach. She was letting her kid, you know, stay up late. And they were like really coming down on their child with a lot of restrictions and limits. And the poor child was just acting out because he was feeling stifled. And she said it was really hard because the parents kept telling her, you need to keep your kid here. That's not fair. I think I would have a hard time vacationing with people who might have very different views because it might be harder on the children. You can't control what anybody else does, you know. So we also try to pick people we're really similar to to vacation with to make it easier. That's what I was going to say. We really only travel with people who have somewhat similar views because it becomes really hard on the children. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair that the kids are all suffering, the other kids and our kids, because there's so much discrepancy in the way in which they're treated that it doesn't, they probably don't think it's fair either. Right. It just might be more frustrating than it's worth for everyone. Yeah. And vacation. I mean, I've heard people joke like vacation with kids is not a vacation. It's a trip with kids. And yeah. <laughs> like, it's true because there's not a ton of relaxing. Like you're still on parent duty. But when we when the adults want to go like sit and play a game, we'll set up a game for the kids, you know, beside us. Or sometimes we'll let them play if it's like Monopoly or something and they can pretend to move the stuff around. But my thing is always I'm like my kids are first like I will always do whatever the kids need to do to have fun before my fun and I know that's not everybody's style and Dan gets annoyed with that too because he's like dude I want to go do this and that I'm like well our kids are here like we came with them we can do an adult trip if we want to do it yeah that's a good way to look at it and I also think too there comes a time and nobody wants to you don't want to think of this but they don't want to do stuff with you at some point they really don't. My kids don't really, they have to beg them to do things with me now when we're on vacation. Yeah. So they just want to hang out with their friends. The other thing I was going to say is that when you return, you may have a large amount of feelings that bubble up because kids tend to stuff it, especially if there's other Mm -hmm. people around. They don't feel safe around those people. They're not going to have their tantrums. They're not going to have their feelings. They might have the weird behaviors, but they might save the big tantrum for when you get home. And I also think part of that comes from like the sleep disruption because my kids sleep so much less on a trip. They go to bed at weird hours and they wake up very early because they're used to their dark bedroom and 
bedrooms are usually brighter in hotel, which is why the kids are in the closet or the bathroom, you know. <laughs> but I always also pack blackout curtains just from Target or somewhere that we will like drape over the windows just to try to get it a little darker. Like I just really try to accommodate them yeah. always. And the other thing I do that I think is helpful with tantruming and stuff is I don't bring toys. I let them get accustomed to their new surroundings and find something to play with. If it's a coaster, like the kids were playing with coasters all weekend, like they were digging in the sand with sticks. I don't pack anything more than the essentials. Like when we were doing diapers and stuff, I cloth diapered, but I would say if you're traveling and you're stressed and you're bringing your whole entire house, don't bring it. Like support the local economy there, buy diapers there, buy your food there. Don't pack the whole car full and be stressed out before you even get there because the kids pick up Yeah, on that. that's it too. I used to find myself getting really harried before a trip and so I wasn't resourced and so then I was super disconnected. Mm-hmm. The other thing we used to do is when we'd take road trips, we would stop and we when every time we'd stop, I'd do a mini special time before I get them back in the car. So oh, we would stop and good. get gas and I'd say, okay, I'm going to, you know, we'd do like a little bit of play or a little bit of special time or a little bit of something and so that would get them back connected and back in the car. The other thing I did on road trips is I said, okay, turn everything off, all electronics off, all everything off. We're going to pay 10 minutes of family game. And so we would do family games for 10 minutes and then they would go back to doing whatever they were doing. And then we would have, you know, bouts of that, like family game time. And they liked it. It was super cute. Now they don't really like it so much, but there's like, sure, mom, but they stay connected longer as they get older. They stay, it, it, they have the like yes. the longevity with the connection piece. Mm-hmm. And the games in the car, like we do, would you rather, and I'll say like, would you rather eat 10 muffins or would you rather have a chocolate bar every day or I spy, you know, you can look out the window, like the car is easy to connect. You no, don't really have to engage really, that and, and airplanes too, if you're going in an airplane that you can, but to, yes. I bring a lot of stuff, toys. Not, to- but actually, well, I bring like all Do the you? art supplies, like tons of paper and pens and things mm. to create. Even just when we go to Oregon, I bring a lot of that. So I bring a whole bag of art supplies and I'll bring board games and that kind of thing and puzzles yeah. for them to have something to do. Oh my gosh. We just did a 300 piece puzzle. It was so fun on our trip. It was like yeah. tigers and stuff. I used to take also it. when we would go camping or something, I would get, I would cover the whole picnic table with butcher paper and then just put pens mm. and crayons out and the kids would just color on it. And then I would put a new paper on after it got full and it just keep doing that over and over. And it just like, they just kind of doodle and I don't know. They liked it. Yeah. That is good. I think that's like imaginative play. I'm talking about like, I don't bring Legos for them to sit in a room all day. And, you know, because Caleb would and he would never explore his surroundings Gemma, ever. Gemma and the Legos, <laughs> continue, the saga continues, part four. <laughs> Me and these Legos. He's going to be some type of Lego master when he grows up. And then I'm going to regret all this. He's going to be like an arch- <laughs> some famous architect that like constructs all these things. And you're going to say, God, I wish I would have let him have more time on the Legos. Oh, my gosh. Uh... Oh, okay. I Did I say I let them pack their own backpacks so they have control of their clothing even? Like they just have full control in as many ways as possible so that they feel more comfortable in their new place i do that too except pia will inevitably like bring everything but underwear (laughs) (laughs) i'm like um whoopsie daisy or she'll bring everything but a bathing suit yeah (laughs) we've had to buy a lot of underwear okay i think that's about it yeah okay we can open it up in the facebook group as always talk more about travel okay thanks Gemma. i'll see you soon thanks for listening we'll be back next week